Hey everybody, Lisa F. Miller here, and here's my first live of my business page. And I've decided to do that because then it's a bit easier for me to track who's watching it and what's going on, and I will share this on my normal profile anyway. So, what is my musing about tonight, my Monday musings? Someone asked the other day, what's amusing? It's just like thinking on something or pondering on something. So my ponderings tend to be out loud and they always were anyway. Like I'm someone that talks to myself. That's the way I process, so it's all good. So yeah, today's one is about are your beliefs controlling you? And I would hazard a guess to say they are. Unless you're consciously aware of what you're saying, as I believe, they will on some level be controlling you. And what do I mean by this? Are you born with beliefs? Uh -uh. Are they wired into you? Yes, and obviously they can be wired into you as an adult too, but that first eight to 10 years of our lives, we are wired into lack. We're like wired into there's something wrong with us. We're wired into there's not enough resources around us. We're wired into competition and measuring and all those types of lower frequency things. And a lot of our beliefs are based on that. Like, you know, the old ones, like um, something always comes in threes. Bad things always comes in threes, yeah? That's a belief that many people have, and they create three things in a row that aren't quite working for them. And it will be a subconscious thing. It'll be something they got told, and it just gets put away into that subconscious recesses of the mind, and it plays out, though. It plays out. It doesn't have to be consciously thought for it to play out. So that's how beliefs work. They don't have to be consciously thought to play out. They'll just come out of your mouth or you'll act in a certain way. And your eye, do you know your eyes don't see your reality? Your brain does. So the eyes don't see. They take the message in. I'm not going to explain it completely, but they take the message in from what the optical message, and it's upside down. And then it goes to a certain part of the brain, which then turns it around and gives us an image. But the image is actually in the head, not the eye. Okay, so... Our eyes don't actually see, our brains do. And actually, when it comes to beliefs, we have a lens as well that is our brain. Okay, so we are seeing three things through the lens of our brain, not through the lenses of our eyes. So if we have a certain belief, that is what we are seeing. And we're controlled by it. Now, let me give you an example of this. Um, in a classroom, I might have had a belief that boys are noisier and move around more. And if I had that lens in a classroom, that belief, whether it was conscious or not, because I grew up with three brothers, so it might have been a subconscious pattern, then I would have noticed that the boys were noisier and moving around more. If I didn't have that belief, that deep, deep state of being around this, then I might not have noticed the movement difference between a boy and a girl. Okay, so that's an example of how these beliefs can play out. Now, we think they're true, but they're just subconscious states of being that have been wired over time. So what happens is we get a point of view, and then it goes on top of another point of view, then another point of view, and it all layers up till it becomes a strong belief. And it might be, the first thing might be, oh, boys are really noisy, okay? And then it might be, oh, boys are really noisy, and when they get together, they make, they make even more noise. Then it might be, boys are really noisy, and when they get together, they make a lot of noise, and then they're really naughty. And those those points of views build up and build up till we've got this belief. And these beliefs keep building up and building up and building up until we've got a perception of life. And that's the lens we see our lives through. And that's why our beliefs are actually controlling us, okay? Not us controlling them. And actually, are our beliefs true? 
ask yourself, am I, are my beliefs technically true? Is it just these, all these points of views I've had, all these points of views I was conditioned into, all these points of views from family, friends, school, teachers, church leaders, whatever, and I've bought into that, and over time I've proved it again and again. And this is what we do. We prove these beliefs because we're seeing it. That's how we see life. Boys are noisy, boys are naughty, and then we see more evidence of it. And it keeps showing up even more that boys are noisy and boys are naughty. Okay, so we keep wiring that in even more, and a lot of it is subconscious. So they're subconscious states of being based on past experiences of what I've had with boys or whatever. So that's a simple example. We think they're true. We think they are. It's like when it comes out of our mouth, we go, yeah, I think that's true for me. Yeah, that's true for me. Yeah, yeah. But do we know they're true? Okay, I would ask myself too, actually, I think this is true for me, but do I know deep down this is true for me? This is something I ask myself all the time because I'm willing to step out of a belief. I'm wanting to change a belief from an old, not expansive one, but an old limiting one to more expansive, creative, curious and grateful one. And to do that, I've got to ask a question. Otherwise, I'm just staying in those beliefs, that perception of life, those lenses. So it's like putting a filter on your glasses. Okay, so I'm wanting to ask, I think this belief is mine, but truly, is this mine or did I pick this up from my parent? I think this belief is true. But does it really resonate with me? Do I know it to be true? And I'll talk about the knowing part in a minute. But do you know they did this experiment? And what they did is someone wore some glasses that had slits in them. They had different colors on each side. Okay? After two weeks, they asked this person. Because if they looked left, they saw a certain color. If they looked right, they saw a certain color. After a couple of weeks, they asked these people. Okay, what colors did you say? They said nothing. We didn't see anything. No colors. So the brain had changed the perception of the glasses to just normal okay so brain is changing the perception of what outside of us to what is normal to us so if it's normal for you to be racist i'm not saying you but if it's normal for someone to be racist then they will see what is wrong with other races if it's normal for someone to be sexist then they will see what is wrong with the opposite sex or with other non-binary gender people okay i hope i'm saying that right if, some, if it's normal for someone to uh, think that they've got more money than someone else that makes them better, then they'll notice someone who's poorer and who might not use as, uh, the same language as them and they'll judge them because they're poor, not because of any other circumstance. Okay, so that becomes our perception. That belief drives is beliefs over time and we keep proving and improving it becomes our perception, our lens to look through. So yes, we are controlled by them. And are you willing to step out of this? Are you truly willing to step out of this? Because beliefs are very limiting. Like, um, we build them up over time to the point that it doesn't seem like there's any other way it could be. Like, it is so true. But it's just what we've been thinking for so long. It doesn't mean we know it to be true. Now, let me give an example. I probably said, hi, Arlene, how are you? We're just talking about how beliefs control us. And how they're not technically true. Now, I had some limiting belief that I needed to stay in my marriage because two parents together were better than a broken, a so-called broken marriage. And I'm not using that as a put down on anyone, but that was my interesting point of view, which became a deep belief. And it held me in my marriage for longer. 
And actually my children would both say they were probably happier with us separated. So it was just this underlying point of view that I and beliefs I bought into from society that two people together was better than two people split up. But actually it wasn't. I was incredibly unhappy. Lots of reasons. Doesn't matter what it was. But people stay in abusive things because of these underlying beliefs. And they are controlling you. Hey, Arlene. Yeah, I'm great. Glad you're hearing me. So we are controlled by these beliefs and we think they are true and real. So at the moment on Facebook, there's a lot of beliefs going either way about COVID and Trump. And I don't want to go into detail about this, but what I'm saying is people on both, people on both sides are only coming from what they think they believe is true, is what I know anyway. If they really dug deep, then they wouldn't have to be unkind to the other side. If they really knew it was right for them, then there'd be an allowance of what the other side was believing. But because they're fighting and, and trying to get this other person to get their point of view across and their belief, then deep down, it has to be a subconscious belief. It's just wired in and looping. Because when we truly know what's right for us and we don't have to listen to our beliefs, there's no need to fight. There's no need to argue. There's no need to try and get someone to see our side. We just know what's right for us. Okay, so that's the difference between believing something and thinking it's right and actually knowing something is right for you. So I'm wondering what you would choose deep down if you had those tools. Would you choose to just go out of your head and what you've been told for 40, 50 years or what's been wired in by conditioning and programming and family and friends and what's happened to you in your life, which might be that guys are awful, and then that becomes beliefs and more beliefs and proven by another guy. And why it's proven is because that's all you can see is that guys are awful, okay? Because that's all your eyes, which is not at your eyes, it's actually your head, your brain is seeing as guys are awful. So it just keeps being wired in that guys are awful, okay? Would you rather that or actually have a look and go, hmm, is this really true for me? Is this just an old belief? Is this really true for me? Or is this something my mum used to say? Is this really true for me? Am I just buying into what other people think about vaccinations or money or COVID or bodies or what healthy bodies are or whatever it is? We always have to come back. Or for me anyway, I come back and I'm always like, hang on a minute. What is true for me? What feels right for me? Not what I've been told and what I've been telling myself for 50 years. Because what I was telling myself five years ago, I'm lucky to be here. That's how low I was. If I'd been still believing that about myself and thinking my beliefs were true, I wouldn't be here, probably. I certainly wouldn't be online. I'd be pretty depressed, I think, and I'd still be in these loops. So... I'm willing to unshackle and unravel my beliefs because the beliefs I had seven or eight years ago were not constructive, they were not expansive, they were not creative, they were not curious, they were not kind, they were not grateful towards me, they were all about me serving others and that there was something wrong with me and I was controlled by them. So I had to start asking, is this really true for me? Am I really this person? And then I saw that that wasn't me that it was wired in from my family and all sorts of patterns like that. So beliefs are controlling us. And are you willing to have a look at your strong right or wrong beliefs and go, hang on a minute, I'm making that person wrong. 
on the argument on Facebook or wherever in my house because I believe this. But remembering what Lisa said, beliefs are just states of being based on past points of views and past experience we might have had. We might have had one dodgy experience with someone, a guy, and then we've made that our reality or whatever it is with money, with food, with whatever it is, and we've made it our reality, or are you willing to go, hmm, does this have to be my future? And you notice I'm asking lots of questions. Is this really right for me now, this belief? Is this really serving me? Is this creating more for me? Was this actually really limiting my life? Is it truly something I know deep down is right for me or not? Are you willing to do that? Arlene, are you willing to jump on camera and have a conversation and ask some questions? I'm trying to find the little thing. Last time I jumped on a live inside my group. Uh, oh, okay. Cool. So you can actually join me if you want. If anyone wants to jump on with me, great. I'm happy to have a conversation face to face. That would be brilliant, wouldn't it? So yeah, I'm wondering, Arlene, do you have some beliefs that are really strong and set in place? Oh, cool. Something's happening. Adding. Connecting. Hey. Hi. How are you? <laughs> so cool. This is yeah. the first time I've ever done this. It's just popped up on my feed the last couple of weeks. How are you, Arlene? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. I've just been tested for COVID today. So how? what's your beliefs about that? Uh, my beliefs about being tested for COVID? Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> the second time I've been tested for COVID, like in two weeks, and I don't believe I have COVID. So <laughs> did it come out yeah. negative? Yeah, it'll come back negative. Oh, brilliant. So, Arlene, do you yeah. have some questions or something you'd like to ask about this whole belief thing? Um, well, now you're putting me on the spot. You know, I wasn't expecting to actually be in this moment right now. <laughs> so, if I just keep talking about what Yeah, keep I talking. Said, please do. Yeah. If you want to jump in and add something or ask a question, please do. If you could think yeah. of some beliefs you've had... That have yeah, been running totally. Yeah, then I'd love to hear what they are. Cool. So what we do is over time we build up our beliefs, our, our little points of views from past experiences, and they build up to become these strong beliefs and yep. these perceptions that we hold on to. I'm just but I'm it's all unconscious. Yeah. Because past experiences then sit in that subconscious part of our brain. And then it keeps operating mm -hmm. out of that. And our memory is actually based often on these perceptions, not on what truly happened. Do you have um, family members who remember different things about your childhood? Um, yeah, probably I do. But I don't really get to talk to them very much about those sort of things. So when I get with yeah. my brother sometimes, we all have a slightly different point of view about what life was like in our house. Yeah, yeah. And that's because totally. we're looking we're looking through our own perceptional lenses of it. So, um, yeah, it's definitely uh, points of views and 
beliefs aren't necessarily true. It's just what we think is true. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. It's what we think is true. So it's just the point of view that builds up over time. But if you want to jump back off the camera, you're most welcome to. But that's quite cool that we can do that now. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Is that all right if I do? Yeah, go. Hey, nice yeah. To yeah, totally. Okay. Actually, and like, like seriously, I'm on like 15%. I need to charge my phone yeah. now. Um, but, but yeah. I would I, I would normally be at work right now. So That's um, I yeah, I'm 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 my yeah, my routine is all over the show. Yeah. So I don't actually really get to um properly get Connect. to watch your yeah, totally. Oh, great to have you on. Yeah. Hope you get something out. Yeah. So, yeah, most definitely. And, yeah, I look forward to more encounters. Cool. Thanks, Arlene. Lovely to see you. Yeah. Bye. Thank you. I love you. Bye. <laughs> yeah, great to see you. So, hey, Jillie, how are you, Jillian? Are you good? Good to see you. So just talking about beliefs, how beliefs are based on old patterns and perceptions. Let's just take you off here, Arlene. Yeah, thank know, you. I don't know how to do that. I think you're off now. Cool. So basically, our beliefs are based on old points of views and old ways of looking at the world, often creating that first eight to ten years when lack and we're wired into, we don't have enough, we're wired into, you know, that complaining is a way to create a life rather than um, being grateful or we're wired into there's not enough resources in our lives. And then we get all these perceptions from that that become our beliefs and then we only see out of those eyes, so to speak. We have a lens, a perception that we look out of. So if you have a perception that guys are really awful, then that's what you see. And it, the belief then keeps being reinforced because you only see when guys are awful. And I made an example before about boys. Maybe people think boys are noisy and naughty in a classroom. That's all you'll see is boys being noisy and naughty. So our beliefs do control us, but they're not real and they're not true because they're based on old subconscious patterns. They're based on old points of views we might have had 10 years ago, five years ago, and all those sorts of things. But we live as if our beliefs are real and true. If you have a look at the moment, COVID and lots of things going on, there's lots of beliefs either side of that. And people are strongly arguing their belief. But I would say to you, are you willing to ask, is this really true for me? Is it just an old pattern? Is this something my mum and dad would have said or someone said to me? Do I really believe this about life or do I really believe this about a certain person? Or do I really believe this about money or jobs or whatever it is? So I'm constantly asking those things because I don't want to be left trapped in my old beliefs from what was widened when I was younger or what might have been widened in my marriage about men or what might have been widened um, as a mother with children about what I think children are like, I don't want those beliefs to be controlling me. So I'm constantly asking, is this still true for me now? You know, and I was saying, Jill, how in my marriage, I stayed on and held on because I had this belief that it was better two people to stay together than be apart. And that helped me in there longer. There's nothing wrong with that, but that belief could be destructive. If someone's in a really destructive marriage, an abusive marriage, it could be a life and death thing. So, 
I uh, get all my clients to say, you know, is this truly true for you? Rather than, I think it's true. I believe it. If you're saying, I think it's true, I believe it. True for me, then you're no longer choosing or creating out of your brain. And we aren't our brains. We, that's not where our consciousness sits. We actually have a consciousness that sits outside our bodies. It's just our eyes are in our heads. If our eyes were in our shoulders, our shoulders would be where we'd be looking from and thinking our shoulders was us, okay? I said this last week, I think. So we're not our brains. We're a being with a brain. And if we can stay out of our brain as much as possible when we're choosing and creating, then we get out of suffering because all suffering comes from those old patterns where we judge ourselves, where we think we're not enough, where we're comparing ourselves to others or whatever it is. Okay, so beliefs are controlling us on some level unless we're conscious to them because they're often subconscious, unconscious, and we'll say it without realizing, well, I don't believe that's true. And you don't even know you've said it to your kids later on go, did you know you said that or something or a friend or, oh, I didn't even know I said that. So they just automatically pop out. But what if you just knew it was true for you? And how do we do that? Number one, we don't honor what's in our brain and we ask, this, this is an interesting point of view. Is this truly my point of view? Is this really my belief? Does it resonate with me anymore? Is this my mum's voice coming out of my mouth? And I've had to say that before and I've heard myself and gone, oh, that's actually my mum or dad. Actually, it doesn't have to be the way I parent or it doesn't have to be the way that I think about money. So, yeah, are you willing to ask those questions? That's number one. And see yourself not as your brain. The brain is a lot of faulty programming, so we don't really want to see ourselves as our brain. So when we're consciously thinking or consciously acting, thank you for the hearts, when we're consciously acting, we're not thinking or believing. We just know it's the right thing for us to do. We just know we're going to vote for that person because it feels right. We just know to go to that place rather than going to that other place later because rather than I think I should go there first because it just feels right to get in the car and drive there. We all have those situations and we get them. We realize that thing is half price. That's you trusting your deep, deep knowing. That is not a belief. It is a knowing. And we are born with our own deep knowing. We know stuff and it's wired out of us and trained out of us. And I call it our quantum consciousness, which just means the quantum field, we're connecting into something and we can't explain it. You know how you know when your child's sick? That's your super consciousness or your deep, deep intuition. And our mothers or grandmothers might have called it the, our mother's waters. I used to hear that, mother's waters. They might have said your gut instinct. Um, I just know it in my heart, some people say. I just feel it in my stomach, my gut. So that is your deep, deep knowing. And you know when you get that vibe sometimes, you know someone's really dodging you, just your body just gets this, this flinching feeling and it's like, oh, stay away from me. That is your deep knowing. Or when you meet someone, you feel this bubbly, tingly feeling in your stomach and you're like, wow, they're really cool. That's your deep knowing, okay? That is different to a belief. If you're saying, I believe or I think, you're in your brain, okay? But if you say, I know, I am sure of this because I know it, then that's a different place to come from. I'm just going to check my notes. So external reality, thanks guys for the hats. 
our external reality is just based on our memories and our memories are wonky they're not right that's why in a family arlene will have five people in a family remember something a different way because we're just seeing something from our perspective our belief our point of view our unique lens They'll do, they've done research on people when they've had a robbery and, you know, they'll see 50 different versions of that person. They'll see them wearing 50 different types of coats because it's just their perception of what that person was wearing based on something that's already in their memory. So if what we see outside of us is based on that internal world of what we remember, our past events, which become beliefs, which becomes our perception, then truly what we're seeing outside our eyes isn't real. It's an illusion based on old patterns that aren't true, that aren't real. They're just what we think and believe is real. And that's the conundrum. We think and believe something is real and we stay in that and we listen to it. Yeah, yeah, this is right for me. We think and believe it, but it's still in the brain. It's still in the function of a faulty program. And our brains are a faulty program. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with your brain or my brain. They do an amazing job of keeping us alive. But they're not creative. They're not grateful unless you wire it back to that. And that's what I've had to do is wire my brain back to a lot of gratitude. And that's what all the things I went through seven or eight years ago, what a, what a relief and what a what gratitude I have for that because it's wired my brain into a different bias, into different knowing and different ways of looking at the world that are kinder and I'm more grateful for me in the world around me. So otherwise we are in this loop, in this conundrum of our belief, which is limiting, and we think our belief is real, which is limiting. So it's this massive big conundrum. And this destroys possibility. It destroys anything new showing up. If you have all these set underlying subconscious beliefs about money, then Maybe that's why you're struggling with money. Something new cannot show up with those beliefs. Because remember what I've said in the past about the reticular activating system? It only shows you what you know and you believe to now. Okay? So if you want a different reality, a different future with money, with your body, with gratitude, with health, wealth, friendships, love, whatever that is, then you have to actually start digging deeper and asking, are these beliefs mine? And Journaling is a great way to do that, as I say every week too. My questions are great. Is this really what I believe or is it what my, someone else would have said? Does it truly feel right for me? And in our bodies, we have a way of choosing that is different using our body. So to get beyond our beliefs, we have to really dig deep into our knowing or create a choice that is stronger than that old pattern. And the old patterns stay because they're wired in and they're physically wired in. So we get the chemical reaction and addiction that goes with that belief. So if we believe life is stressful, then we're in front and flight because that's the body's response to the belief. Now, if you want, I was in front and flight seven or eight years ago. Now, that probably took me about a year to come out of that. But I had to have a, a, a choose something that was different until it shifted it. And I kept choosing more ease and stepping towards more ease. I kept... I kept choosing to have more time for me. I kept choosing to drop some of the things that made it even more stressful. And I kept choosing to stop or change these thought patterns. And over time, that became stronger, this new choice 
of being more relaxed at ease and being and not racing around doing became stronger than the old pattern of I have to do this and I have to do that and I'm frightened flight and if I'm not a good mother if I don't do that so you have to have something or a choice that is stronger it's like if someone gives up smoking they have to have something that is stronger than that because the body's conditioned to that and you have to practice that muscle over time but a great way to do this is dumping in a, in a um, journal. Just by brain dumping in a journal, you're rewiring that belief. And this week I've had some weird stuff come up. When I did my brain dumps, like, really? Do I really believe that? No, it was just something that had been wired in. But subconsciously it was there, but I knew it wasn't right for me. So brain dumping is amazing because that will just clear some of this, like, oh, deja vu out. And you'll start to rewire that brain a bit and you'll start to choose something different. Once you choose something different, you have changed your future. Once you choose something different, you're 5% there to the new future. Then you keep choosing different again and choosing different again. And this has to be stronger than the old will to stay in that belief, the old patterning, which is strong to begin with. Some beliefs can take time. My runs, ones around money took the longest, four or five years, and I had to keep choosing something different, grateful for money, and choosing that there was abundance in my life and not lack. What did you do two weeks ago today? Huh? I just did two weeks ago today. What did you do, Han? Can you explain what you did? Sorry, I can't remember exactly what I said when you put that in. So, yeah, but when we dig deep in our intuition and knowing, we don't have to go in the brain and believe something, which technically isn't even ours. It's from society. Now, you have a look at wars. What are wars based on? Beliefs. Set, set points of views that people will not shift. I saw something the other day. He's a famous um, guy who goes around and he interviews people. He's really interesting. Can't think of his name. And he's um, Palestinian. And he was in Israel, Jerusalem, which I've been to. And I saw some of this racism. And I'm not knocking anyone here. I'm just saying I saw this. Um, he was sitting there. And these Israeli people, and I'm not knocking any Israelis here. I'm just saying what I saw in the video. They were abusing him and saying that he's an Arab and he's an animal. Basically, you're just an animal or animals. Oh, wow, Arlene. That's amazing. Good girl that all Arabs are animals. Now, it wasn't the father who was so strongly saying this. He did say it. He said something about it. It was the 15-year-old daughter that just went on and on about you are like animals, basically saying you don't deserve to be here and you kill people and you're murderers. Now, she's got that belief from her family and from, from other Israelis. She has no reason to believe that, I would say, at 15, I'm sure. She has no reason to. I'm sure in her house nothing happened to her that's caused that. But this belief has been passed down. So wars come out of these beliefs. Wars are fought over these strong, strong perceptions. Well done, Arlene. How did you do it? How did you do the stop smoking? I'd love to know. So if you want to get out of your hardwired program and the emotional conditioning with it, you have to choose something different, just a choice. So if you if you have a belief that uh, you're lacking in money, then you might you might choose not to ever indulge yourself. Even if you've got money, you might have this thing, I've got to hold on to it. 
So you choose never to indulge yourself. And this was me. I never really indulged myself. Even when I had more money, I never indulged myself. But if you choose to indulge yourself, you're making a new choice. And you're actually starting to choose something different, which will shift your brain as well. Because your brain will eventually and your body will shift into this new way of being as well. So choosing makes a difference. Journaling and asking those questions to yourself. Mm, is this really right for me? And listening to your body. Our bodies are our GPS. When something feels really heavy, it feels wonky, it feels off, we know. Hey, Val, how are you? Lovely to see you. We know when something's wonky and off, and our body will show us. We might even get tummy cramps. I used to get funny little crampy things when something was off for me. I've got a friend who gets really sick and her stomach gets sore when something's not right for her. And if she doesn't listen to it, she'll go away to that place and be unwell. That is her body saying, I shouldn't be here. I shouldn't have come. Now, I'm not talking about just going to someone's house for coffee. I'm talking about something serious or staying somewhere or going to someone's place they don't know and it just feels wrong. And I remember as a child, I could not stay at other people's houses. And I would end up with a headache or a sore tummy. And that was just me knowing that that was not the place for me to stay, that there was some unkindness in this house when I look back. So your body is your GPS. So you can just put your hand on your tummy or your heart, it might be, and be like, mm, does this feel right to me? For some people, it's not their tummy. Some people, it's not their hearts. They might get a clench feeling up in their shoulders or their backs feel all tight and sore when they go to do something that isn't right for them. Are you willing to have a look and go, hmm, I'm not going to listen to my beliefs. I'm not going to listen to what I think is right for me or what I believe, but I'm actually going to come back to me and ask, is this right for me? And wait a couple of minutes and see if I get a feeling, a sensing in my body or my brain that is either heavy, like not right, contractive, because that's what happens to our energy when something's not right. Our energetic body will contract in. This is science, not woo-woo. And when something is right for us, it gets all bubbly and light. And I do meditations in my group where we actually step into that and we learn how to do that. So when was something wrong for you and you overrode it and you had a physical response, but you knew that you knew it wasn't right? I bet we've all had that. Does anyone else want to come on? Jill? Uh, Val, we can actually, I can put you on screen now. There's a new thing. If you wanted to ask a question, if you wanted to share a time where you listened to your body, if you wanted to share some beliefs that you've had in the past and you realize they weren't right for you. Hey, Michelle, how are you? So beliefs are just controlling us. They are old patterns. They are old synaptic pathways based on old experiences and memories. Like we had something awful happen to us when we were five. And it might have been a certain um, thing that happened. Then we decide that all men are like that or all teachers are like that. I had a teacher slap me when I was younger. I could have decided all teachers were like that. That then becomes a point of view that then we just keep seeing more of it. Our brain keeps looking for more because that's what it does. We keep proving that teachers aren't nice, all teachers. By the end of it, we've got a belief that teachers aren't nice. Okay, And that perception is how we see the world. So if we want to go to university, we want to learn something new, that is sitting there and it often sits subconscious. We don't even know it's operating. So beliefs do control us. They are not true and real. They are not our knowing. And we are born with a super consciousness. 
we are born knowing it's in our body and our being and i call it our quantum consciousness because my work works i use a lot of the quantum field science to explain my work so we are an energy we're a wave in a quantum field and for some reason we can sense and see what's going on vape first hard out for the first couple of days but within two weeks i didn't even use it anymore arlene is just saying how she gave up smoking now you made a choice i bet somewhere in the back of the mind you had a belief sometime long ago that you couldn't do it but did you see you made a choice you vaped you jumped down to vaping which was the choice and then by making that choice you created a shift in your body and being you didn't need it anymore. That is amazing, Arlene. Maybe you could be coaching people in that. I think that's really cool. Well done. So what beliefs do you have right now that are having you in resistance and reaction? What beliefs do you have right now that have you not been grateful for you? What beliefs do you have right now that have you in argument with other people on Facebook? Or when you look on Facebook, you're like, oh, my God, look at that BS. We've all done that. Um, what beliefs do you have that stop you leaving your job? What beliefs do you have that have you staying in a marriage? Or, you know, I'm not saying this is for anyone on here, but what beliefs do you have that are limiting you that aren't really true for you, that aren't really real, that had me stay in a marriage I wasn't happy in, that had me stay in work I wasn't happy in? They are just old ways of being, old memories, old past things that have happened that we keep basing another point of view on top of that it becomes a belief and then our perception and our lens we do not see in our eyes our brain sees so the message goes back to the brain which switches it the right way up and we only see what the brain wants us to see so it wires stuff in and it only notices that and so you're only seeing your beliefs up to this moment so if you believe money is hard that's what you've got up to this moment but guess what you can choose something new you can choose by a pure choice and by acting, number one. Brain dumping out all those patterns are amazing, number two. Asking a question, is this really true for me, number three. And then asking, what else is possible for me beyond beliefs? What else is possible beyond all these old limiting beliefs I've had? And you will find a new possibility. Now, I'll just tell you quickly what I've got going on. If you go to www.calmmyfarm, dot com ten dollars a month i've got a meditation journaling group it's probably not like the meditations you see in yoga it's more like connecting in with your consciousness your super consciousness your quantum consciousness and we journal as well that's four mornings of that and or one evening and three mornings and five meditations as well i've got a journaling course www.journal to joy journal to joy course sorry dot com which you can um, get onto for $40 for 12 sessions, which teaches you the fundamentals of journaling. Journaling is a really powerful way to shift out of old ways of being. Otherwise, networknurture.info. There's some stuff on there too. Or PM me. Love to talk to you. Love to hear from you. Please share my video. Let's get this stuff out here. Let's get people out of old paradigms. And if everyone could see that their beliefs aren't necessarily true for them, aren't necessarily a truth because what we do have is people on this planet who think their beliefs are the truth and it's like it's written in stone on some tablet from 10,000 years ago in Egypt but it isn't it's just wired in and we aren't even born with them okay love you guys thank you for being on, on here 
if you ever want to jump on and get some coaching, I'm around 7.30 next week on my business page from now on. Take care, everyone. Bye.